Welcome to the Country Hipster Podcast. Uh, that music that you just heard was none other than the Unholy Four with the hit song Dirty Knife. Real quick, I'm going to do this really quick because it, our average listener only listens, uh, at least according to YouTube, a minute and 30 seconds to our uh, podcast here. So, real quick, Ottsville Record Garage, really big news coming up. We are doing a pop-up record store on Friday, October 27th. It's going to be at Wycombe Vineyards, which is in Buckingham Township in Bucks County from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's going to be a wine and vinyl night. Um, I'm going to be there. I'll have some records to sell. We'll be spinning records. I'm going to bring the turntable and set it up and we're going to be spinning some records and listening to stuff. I'm even working on trying to have uh, some new releases there so we could do the little, like maybe a little new release listening party. Um, one of the things that comes out that day is Taylor <laughs> Swift's Taylor's version of 1989. So if you like that, you might be able to come and listen to it first with the Oswald Record Garage at Wycombe Vineyards and uh, they'll also have like wine for sale and they'll be able to do test tastings and they also have a distillery that's hooked up with them as well so they have some spirits why like other other drinks that you can get as well um so uh check that out wycombe vineyard october 27th 5 to 9 p.m it's in buckingham township and it is a wine and vinyl pop-up record store our first event with the oddsville record garage so i'm really excited about it um so uh so check that out um, my co-host is none other than my brother, the country movie buff. Well, hello there. Hello. And welcome to this week's episode of Summer Movie Club. I am your host, and I lined up just because I saw a bunch of people doing it, and I thought they were selling drugs. And I am joined by my co-host, and God sent him, <laughs> on a Suzuki. <laughs> Paul, how are you? I am good. I am good. Do you want to explain to the listeners and the viewers why we're introing two different podcasts on one podcast? Yes, we are doing, as we mentioned at the end of the Bright Eyes episode, if you made it to the end and you could understand anything we were saying, yeah. um, we had mentioned when we pulled this uh, next uh, album. <laughs> fucking take it. You Don't can't take that. it. <laughs> <laughs> I will explain that to it you in a second. Too. In a second. Uh, uh, <laughs> we have pulled the Commitment soundtrack for, um, which is actually our 25th record. Yes. Um, uh, from our collections, it's our it's our 28th episode on the Country Hipster Podcast. It's the 25th record from our collections, which means we are officially halfway through our record collections. Because as you know, the setup of the podcast is 25 records from my collection, 25 from Adam's. Um, this is my 13th record, and uh, Adam has 12 that we've done. So we're at a really like literally yeah, that really, halfway really dead point. Even so too. so it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> And uh, we had mentioned all along that what we were doing here with there's like something in that I got I don't know what that is, fuck it. Okay, at any rate, sorry, we'll explain this too. Um, got it. Thank you. So um, what we um, uh, what we what we've been talking about when we do the commitments? Well, we didn't tell you didn't know it was the commitments. We just said there was going to be a crossover episode with Adam's other podcast, uh, the Summer Movie Club. And since this is the commitments movie soundtrack, we are also doing a doing a little bit of a taking uh, taking the best parts of uh, Country Hipster, taking the best parts of Summer Movie Club, making a little Frankenstein podcast tonight. There you go. Um, so yeah, and, excited. And the reason why we had this going on. <laughs> is because uh, missing is our brother Zach, who is uh, also the co-host of the yes. Summer Movie Club. And if you listen to Summer Movie Club, which you should, mm -hmm. um, his kids are generally in the background 
uh, making a lot of noise. Causing a bunch of ruckus. Causing a bu- bunch of ruckus. So we got some kids playing here yeah. for Zach. So, but but it is it is a little distracting. As it is <laughs> when we're listening yeah. to your podcast. So um, Summer Movie Club uh, people, welcome to the Country Hipster Podcast. Country Hipster Podcast. Yeah, welcome to the Summer Movie Club. Yes, yeah, so please... Um, you know, uh, we do have we have our video um, that we do on uh, Spotify and YouTube. Uh, you guys don't do video; you just no. Do audio. We there is, we do have one video um, for one of our, I believe it was our two year anniversary episode. What we did was uh, we uh, just blatantly ripped off Hot Ones. We nice. called it. Oh yeah, you we told called me about it that. Not yeah. Ones, right? So there is, if you do search Summer Movie Club on YouTube, there is a video of Zach and I. Um, Eating progressively hotter hot wings while answering questions like basically, um, I don't know if you've ever seen one of those like thirty day photo challenges on Instagram, where it's like every day of the month has a different category that you oh, take yeah. a picture of. Yeah, 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 we did. We pulled one of those things where it was like thirty days of like different movie things, and Zach and I go back and forth answering the the thirty day movie questions okay. while eating hotter hot wings. So cool. If you're ever interested in watching two grown men with beards eat hot wings. You know, whatever you masturbate to is on your time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. um, so you know, um, summer movie club people, please look up the Country Hipster podcast and subscribe to the Country Hipster podcast wherever you get your podcast. And Country Hipster people, please look up the Summer Movie Club and subscribe to them as well. Uh, yeah. We could we could definitely use the uh, both of us could definitely use the support here. Both yeah. both podcasts. Um, so, what you see here are a couple of stouts, right? So since we are a drinking podcast with a vinyl record problem, we're going to do something here. The commitments, um, if you are familiar with the movie... Um, which I was not. Which he was not. I was very familiar with. Um, Love the movie. Uh, believe it came out in the early 90s. He made 19... What year did it come out? Uh, actually, if you give me a second, I'll give you some little factoids. Dire- uh, came out in 1991. Okay. Directed by Alan Parker. Okay. Who also directed Angela's Ashes. All right. Uh, the novel and screenplay credits, uh, Rody Doyle, R-O-D-D-Y. Roddy. Roddy Doyle. Roddy, Roddy Doyle. Mm-hmm. Roddy Doyle wrote the novel and uh, has screenplay credits. Apparently then, his writing from what I, I, you know, as I'm sure it's been uh, well documented here on the Country Trips podcast, I can't read, yeah. you know, or read well, but apparently yeah. his not his novels, he has about uh, Tom. Hi, Tom. Hey, Tom. Uh, we're kind of already getting into stuff and it's seven minutes in, yeah. so you should be proud of us. So, yeah. you know, um, uh, he he actually says uh, the Roddy Doyle has a few novels out there and they're actually very easy reading oh, things. Okay. so you know for someone who who does have trouble reading and and you know it's because of my my learning disability mm. um it's it's like reading and and fully comprehending what yeah. i'm reading while i'm reading it um you know it's probably something i could probably read so yeah. i might i might go check that out but i, I like the movies better <laughs> um the movie also has uh two other uh, screenplay credits uh dick clement and I'm gonna butcher this person's name, so I apologize. Ian Lafrenis, F R E N A I S. I'm assuming uh, that, that, that sounds about right. Um, both have screenplay credits on this. Also, you mentioned a movie on the pod on Country Hipster before that they both have screenplay credits for, and that's Killing Bono. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, so I they both fucking have, love Killing Bono. They both Bono. have uh, written written by credits for that, okay. and then they both have screenplay slash story credits. Nice for Across the Universe that. Uh, movie uh where they did yeah. with all the beatles I, music. I, okay so here's what i'll say about that real quick and then we got to get into our yeah. stouts here um 
I haven't seen Across the Universe, and okay. I think I've made Which it, I wouldn't expect you to have. Well, I've made it very clear that I, I don't like the Beatles. However, I'm intrigued by that movie. Mm. I actually am intrigued by that movie to the point where, like, I actually want, I do want to watch it. Mm. Um, and uh, just because, just from, from an artistic aspect, I've heard that it is visually wonderful. It's yeah. really well written. You know, yes, there's all the, the Beatles music and whatnot, but it's, like, really a... Um, just just a really beautiful artistic piece so like i actually i actually do at one point because it keeps popping up on uh hbo max as well that it's available so it's like fuck i really should just sit down and watch this movie so i so i do want to i do want to watch that so but um as as mentioned um as you can tell by some of those names the commitments is actually based in dublin ireland and as uh you know many people know that the irish love their stouts specifically the uh, guinness brewery Mm. is in dublin um and uh what what does that bring us to here so so here's the deal i've i have always said that i when it comes to to the irish stouts i prefer murphy's irish stout over guinness irish stout which i i still love guinness and generally that's what's more readily available and i have no issue you know ordering a guinness but i get super excited when i see murphy's and 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 it does it it makes me happy because i've always said i like murphy's better um so, I mean, like I, I love Yingling, um, but if I go to a bar, like usually if you go to a bar in the Philadelphia area, the lager they have on tap is Yingling. Every once in a while, though, you walk into a bar and they have Harp on tap, mm-hmm. and I get excited. I get a little bit of right. Yeah. Heart flutter. It's AFib. Yes. So AFib. It's, con- it's, it's, it's controlled, yeah. though. Pr- yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, so what we're actually doing here. So there's this envelope here, right? It's sealed. You can't really see yeah, it because of glare and shit. But we're this fucking is sealed. all about envelopes. On yes, this we podcast. are. We are. So what I had us do. So we're so, drinking podcast we're, with an envelope. Yes. Problem. There you go. <laughs> it's a new t-shirt. Yeah. So one of these is Guinness. One of these is Murphy's Irish Stout. My wife, my beautiful wife, Katie, my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife, she poured these upstairs before we like, so without so, us, seeing, without yeah. us seeing them. So one of these is, um, Paul has a Yoda. There's a Yoda here. And the other one is Boba, Boba Fett, Fett on my okay? side. So she wrote down and as to which beer is and in which of these things. So we're literally going to do a blind taste test of these beers and, and try to say, this is Guinness. This is Murphy's now. Visually, man, these are these are really fucking close. Oh yeah, there you go. We can also show the can- like these are undranking cans yeah. of of Murphy's and Guinness. I just um, wanted the water to cleanse my palate in between. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's mine. How's my thing there? Let me get another one. So, so here's here's the thing. Like, I just I just find Murphy's um, less bitter, creamier, mm. um, easier drinking, and just overall more delicious. I think as far as like ABV, this is four percent. What is that? What is Guinness? Guinness is about the same. I can't fucking find what? it. It's got to be on. It has to be on. Yeah, I know it has to be on there, but I can't find it. Give it to me. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, where the fuck is it? Um, I was like, oh, my arch nemesis. Words. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm the one like, I can't really read, so let me let me see. Where the fuck is it? Oh, my I think, God. I think Guinness is like five. Yeah, it's it's in there. It's Jesus. It's really not on the can. You know what? It's probably on the box it came in. Probably. It's probably on the box. I mean, we do have the Google machine right here. But either right, yeah, it's it's a very similar ABV. It's not actually. Fuck it. Now I want to know. I'm pretty sure it's five. Um, what is the ABV of Guinness Drought Stout? Four point two. Oh. According to the Google machine. So so 
Murphy's comes in at four. Guinness comes at a four point two. Both very drinkable um, stouts. Is, you know, is like fuck you. Point two more. Yeah, point two more. <laughs> um, and uh, throughout the whole movie, um, that's what they're drinking. Yeah, like you don't actually see them drinking anything else. At least yeah. you know from what I can tell, they're they're drinking um, Guinness the whole time. Uh, so presumably Guinness because it does happen in Dublin, mm-hmm. um, and that's where the Guinness uh, factory is. So visually. Man, it's fucking close. It is close. I'm leaning towards, and not just because the cancer. I'm leaning towards the Yoda being, visually being the Murphy's I, Irish Stout. I was actually leaning visually before we were started. I was looking at them, and I'm leaning towards the Yoda cup, uh, being, being uh, Murphy's as well. Okay, so so here you go. I'm gonna take a sip of this one first. Okay. Now I was just thinking about this. Like I've had Murphy's. Maybe a handful of times. So okay. So I might not be the best person to tell the difference. I've I've had Murphy's a, a ton of times, like a million times. I've had Murphy's. So, so that's yeah. That's that's that. Now let's let's do a little do a little palate cleanse. Little cleanse. Okay. All right. I'll let you. I'll let you try that one first, since it's closer to you. Clearly, I cannot choose the cup in front of me. Mm. <laughs> All right. Like never get involved in a land war in Asia. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, all right, I'm gonna write down. Okay, my actually after tasting this, my thought is that Boba Fett. Actually, I'm not. I don't even want. Oh well, yeah, no. I, sh- I guess I should say it. My thought is that Boba Fett is Murphy's, and that Yoda is Guinness. Found a random post on you the can floor. find a random post on the floor. You can find those here at the Outsville Record Garage. So you're writing so down your. What yours. are you saying? Boba's. Boba, my in my opinion, Boba Fett is Murphy's. So okay. that's that's one there, and Yoda is the Guinness. Even though visually we thought that we yeah. both thought that Yoda was the Murphy's. What are you What are you with? I'm going opposite, actually. I'm you're st- going. I'm up. sticking with Yoda. St- okay, Yoda's with Yoda. Murphy's. Yeah. Okay, so you can do the envelope there, sir. And uh, we're gonna find out what it is. My wife, Katie, she is. Uh, she is uh, the smartest one in the room, so she wrote it down. You're right. Boba, Boba Fett is Murphy's yes. and Yoda's gift. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go so far as to say that I am correct, that I like Murphy's better. So, so here, you drink the Guinness. So when you, so when I, what made me stick with Yoda being Guinness uh-huh. was that. Or, or being Murphy's. You said, Mur- you I said, said Yoda's I said, Murphy's, yes. This tasted less bitter to me than that did. No, this is definitely here. I'll do it. I'll do it again. Hold on. Yeah, to me that t- like that was definitely creamier, uh-huh. but that was less bitter. To me. Yeah, you know this batch actually does that. It, it, yeah, it is. And don't get me wrong. Yeah. I fucking love both of them. Yes, but I think I think like I said, I've always liked the fact that 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 Murphy's is so creamy, and that that was like as soon as like as soon as like, I, when I drank this, I'm like, I don't think that's murphy's but as soon as as soon as i i took a sip of this i'm like oh that's fucking murphy's like it like like boom, yeah. light bulb went off like that's murphy's so i feel good about that i feel good that i could actually you could, you could win the pepsi challenge i could win the pepsi challenge and i and i could uh i could pick that out um so adam uh you start it like let's let's move on let's just drink our stouts yeah. here and uh uh you start it with your factoids about the movie um the commitment so yes. why, don't, why don't you continue with some of your factoids there buddy um like factoids, or want me to go into my opinion on the album in the movie? 
Not yet. Just some, do you have any more factoids? About the only the, other factoid I have is um, there is an uh, if you listen to Summer Movie Club and we've talked that we've kind of implemented it into uh, um, country hipster as well. Uh, when uh, Zach and I would cover a movie that had a director or a writer or an actor that was involved in something else that we covered, we referred to them as friends of the podcast. Okay. So uh, I'm going to say Brona is how you uh-huh. pronounce it. Brona Gallagher yep. is a friend of the country. Is a friend of the uh, Summer Movie Club. Okay. Pulp Fiction. She, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. She yep. played uh, Trudy in mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction. Where if you remember, if you've seen Pulp Fiction, she plays uh, the one. No. Uh, Trudy's not the one with all the shit in her face. No, as, no, as no, John no. Travolta, um, as John Travolta says, uh, she is uh, Eric Stoltz's uh, Eric Stoltz and his and his girlfriend's friend in the scene where uh, Uma Thurman gets stabbed in the chest. Yes, yeah, and she's like, so we're coming up like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I got to see this. She, like, puts a bong down or something like that. Yeah. What I actually think is cool is like uh, another um, familiar face in this cast of the movie is a uh, Colmini. Um, Colm, C-O-L-M, Meanie. Oh, um, yeah. He's in. He's been in so many different things, but honestly... I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm sure if I... He plays the dad. He plays the dad, yeah. yes. I'm sure, honestly, if I if I looked through it really quickly, uh-huh. like if I looked through the library of shit that Zach and I have covered, yeah. I'm sure he is in it, because he's one of those characters... He's one of those character actors who's just in fucking everything. Exactly. Con Air, he's in fucking... Uh-huh. Um, a movie Zach and I have talked about covering a lot, Mystery Alaska. Oh, I love yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Actually, he's in he's the mayor in Mystery Alaska. Yeah, um, he was in the movie uh, like a little indie flick. That I think is definitely worth looking up called um, uh, the Button Wars, mm-hmm. which is based in Ireland, and it's pretty much like a, a Catholic versus Protestant thing, yeah. um, uh, but with kids, um, but no like actual war. Uh, but yeah, he was he was also in Under Siege. I forgot he was in Under Siege. He's basically I, a henchman. I try to forget in, that I've seen in Under Siege. Siege. But what's funny is I've also um, one of the things that I actually recognize him from the most is because my ex wife, excuse me, was a very um, very devout Trekkie. Mm. Um, so he was on a Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Um, he was one of the officers or something on that. That's actually where I met, uh, noticed him the most for. But he's probably, I would say, the most famous actor who's mm. in this movie. Um, there are there are a lot of good actors, but, uh, but um, yeah. something that like when I was watching the movie, um, like I said, when I watched it for this, um, Law Abiding Citizen is in that Law Abiding Citizen, which was shot in Philly, which is a decent movie. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, um, I never saw it, but I've heard about it. Um, uh, but uh, uh, while watching it, I'm like, man, that guy on the guitar looks super fucking familiar. Yes, he does. Because he's Glenn Hanser. Glenn fucking Hanser. Um, Glenn Hanser of the movie uh, Once, Once. Uh, of the Swell Season, and currently The Frames, I believe, is his current band. Academy Award-winning Award yeah, Award Glenn Hanser Glenn Hanser, yeah. uh, for Best Original Song in Once, which he also starred. I think he also wrote part of the movie. Yeah, I know he wrote. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he wrote part of it. Definitely did wrote it's, the music it's, for it. It's, um, it's a movie. It's an album. It's a Broadway play. A Tony winning Broadway I've seen play. The, I've I actually, have not. I, I have saw not. it um, for my birthday one year. My ex, um, we we went through this little phase where we were like trying to go see Broadway shows. Okay. So like we went to see Wicked. Okay. At the Academy of Music, and then one year for my birthday, she took me to see Once. Oh, that's cool. Prior, that's so. Good. so, so cool thing about that when Once was touring, what they were doing is um, what the cast was actually doing was um, they would come into town and they would find uh, an Irish pub 
in the oh, area yeah. and they would all go to the pub and just like basically like throw a session of like music and stuff yeah. like that uh when they were in philly they went to uh, the plow and the stars on second street quite often okay um now even even kind of cooler about this is um uh the official bartender of the uh Otswell record garage of the country hipster podcast works at a bar in trenton called turn to and one of the other bartenders there is this guy named jude right and jude mm. is from dublin um Jude went up and apparently they, they I don't know if it's still playing in Jude's, New York. Jude's black and proud. He is, yes, yes. <laughs> um but in uh he uh what the fuck? Um he went up to, to New York to see Don Broadway. I don't know if it's still currently mm. playing in New York. Um but like I guess the play is set in a bar, right? And they have an actual bar kind set up. Of, yeah. Well, he was able to actually go up on the stage yeah. and they were drinking at yeah. the bar like before. I noticed the show. that I noticed that um during um we had gotten there a little bit late uh-huh. we'd gotten there maybe like two or three minutes into the show oh what the hell um damn be- kids because it, no it was a it was just strictly just like 95 traffic right. and shit um and um i noticed that after the show people were going up onto the stage and and like yeah. standing at the bar i was like the fuck is happening <laughs> i was like i my tickets didn't cost that much yeah exactly i was like i was sitting as high up as you possibly could uh-huh so Nice, nice. So but I did enjoy the show. Okay, cool. So, uh, for, since you're done your factoids on the movie, see, we're going like back and forth here, mm-hmm. man. We even have the timer running. This yeah. is going to be a good episode. Um, we got we got dark beer. We do. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a good episode. So the movie, or I'm sorry, not the movie. The uh, the soundtrack for the movie was released on August 13th, 1991. Here's the funny thing about this. Okay, so this is a movie soundtrack, which is ultimately. A bunch of covers, mm-hmm. right? Played by a bunch of Irish people who aren't even, you know, they're not black. It's not, you know, like they say the whole thing, you know, Dublin's are the black of Ireland and we're black mm-hmm. and we're proud. It's like what they say throughout the movie. Um, so it's all, uh, it's a mixture of like different soul songs, um, uh, R&B songs from like the 60s and whatnot. Because um, it's the working class music that yeah. they want to bring to the working class people and nobody's more working class than Dublin. Of course, at that time, nobody could get a fucking job in Dublin anyway. But at any rate. When did you say the soundtrack was released? 1991, August 13th, 1991. Oh, August 13th. August 13th. Because the movie was released a month later. Okay. But here's the funny thing. That movie soundtrack peaked at number eight on the billboard 200 hmm. and it did so successfully with its sales that it spawned a volume two which came out in march of 1992 but it was not uh to the same success hmm. as uh as the first soundtrack um it went platinum two times in the u.s selling hmm. over two million copies so this is a this is a a movie soundtrack of covers done by irishmen and women yeah. and and it was like a number eight and, and and went two times platinum in the u.s um how much do you think this movie cost uh I, if, okay so if we're guessing by 1991 standards or 1990 standards i'm gonna say they they shot this movie on two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. it says estimated 12 million i don't know if that's because cost? or is that gross or cost? no no that was budget i don't oh, the budget was 12 million. budget was 12 million estimated i don't know if that's uh inflated numbers or yeah i i would, um, I, I can't imagine they spent 12 million dollars foot in this movie but apparently uh worldwide it grossed just under 15 million i could see that no yeah. i could see that that makes sense Which but will, like I'd say, uh, lends a credit to it going double platinum yes yeah i can't i can't imagine that it went yeah that has to be inflated prices yeah. for 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 that but at any rate um so this is a great selection of songs um from uh some of the best 
R&B and soul singers of the time of, of the 1960s and most notably um, Al Green, uh, Retha Franklin, Wilson Pickett, Otis Redding, who originally released the um, uh, Try a Little Tenderness, uh, which we'll get into a mm-hmm. little bit later. I, I kind of have an opinion about Try a Little Tenderness. Um, and what's cool is that the cast in the movie actually performs the songs. They're yeah. performing the songs in the movie. They're performing the songs um, well, on the album. It's to, to lend to that, I actually saw a video today um, while doing a little bit of research for the, for the podcast. Um, I believe it was in 2021, 20 years after the movie came out. Uh-huh. They got a bunch of the cast members together. Oh, really? And they... Played a couple gigs as the commitment. Oh, that's awesome! Um, that is had, awesome. They had uh, they had Glenn Hanser, they had Andrew Strong, uh-huh. um, they who has had, an amazing voice. They Great had voice. Uh, Brona Gallagher. Uh-huh. They had the I can't remember her name uh, in real life. The blonde backup singer. Uh, yes, um, uh, Angeline Bell. Angeline Ball. Yeah, they had her, um, and I want to say. They had somebody, one other person. I can't remember. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, they they like did like a twentieth anniversary reunion thing, and they they played a few gigs as the commitments. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Um, I really wish I knew that was happening. I would have gone to see it. So so funny thing I mentioned about Andrew Strong, and I think from what I recollect from uh, the Bright Eyes episode, which I never actually finished listening to so mm. i understand if you guys toned out on that one because uh yeah we're a little we're a little uh yeah, there's a giant empty can of beer yeah behind us yeah we're a little we're a little uh, uh in, a, in a spot during uh, to show towards how the end of that. We but um so andrew strong um uh i this is back in the myspace days you know i i actually added him on myspace and um communicated back and forth through him through messages yeah. for for a little while just about music and you slid different into Andrew stuff. Strong's DMs. I did. I did. I slid into his DMs. But, <laughs> but it was cool cuz like, you know, cuz the the MySpace was um was the Birmingham 6 MySpace. So he recognized who the Birmingham 6 was and yeah. you know and and what they went through and so so we talked about that a little, a little bit of like, you know, Irish politics there and um just music in general and and it, and it was cool. So I I you know, I don't even it was it was like really just like random messages but yeah. i mean it, it kind of went on for like a few months where we just yeah. i'd randomly message him he would randomly message me and as these things go i got to be too big of a star and yeah, andrew be. strong just couldn't get it get get, sometimes you get too famous to it hang does. out with andrew strong anymore. i do i do <laughs> man. we've all been there yes <laughs> so um first i guess uh what are your thoughts i want to do the album first all right okay i'm gonna say it's a great album yeah it is a great album this this album it's funny uh, because i went on a little rant in the last episode this album uh was actually the 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 event that introduced me to older soul and Mm r&b once again leave it to white people to teach white people about black music um but but even they like you said they comment on it in the in the the movie uh, I believe it's the the saxophone player says, "Don't you think we're a little bit too white to be playing this yeah, kind yeah, of music?" Yeah. Which is when he goes into the whole thing of we're the, the working the, class and this yeah, music the, was made for the working class. And, I, I like just how like how much deeper and deeper is like the Irish are the says the Irish are the blacks of Europe. Uh-huh. 
Northern Irish are the blacks of Ireland of Ireland and Dublin is the is the blacks of of Northern Ireland. Uh, and I was like, it just keeps getting yeah, deeper yeah, yeah. and deeper and deeper. That's what I said. I'm black and I'm proud. Nah. You know, and it's I say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. And 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 I love that. And and but that is that is what it is. This movie introduced me to like didn't introduce me specifically like because I've I you know, growing up, I mean I was what, like fourteen when this movie came out. Fourteen, fifteen, somewhere around there. I mean, I knew who Aretha Franklin was. I knew who Elsa Pickin was. I yeah. knew I knew who these people were, but I didn't really go into their music. And that's that's the beauty of this music is that it it made me, as a music appreciator, get into the fucking you know the soul and the R and B and like listen to that stuff. And now it's like it's and that then led me to like Sam Cooke and yeah. you know what I mean, which is which is like original soul and and you know you get into them from you know Sam Cooke. I went to Ray Charles with the you know the old blues and stuff like that. And this it just and and it really my love of that music really came from this movie. It was, I can't. I'm pretty sure he says it's Ray Charles, I'm, but I'm 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 hazy at this point. Um, there's a line, my favorite line in the movie is when uh, Jimmy is telling the piano player to not wear his glasses. And the piano player goes, I can't see without my glasses. And then Jimmy responds, neither can Ray Charles or neither can Stevie Wonder. <laughs> can't remember which one he says, but he says yeah. one of them. I'm like, that's fucking good. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Now, um, but yeah, I mean, just overall, like, I, it's just it's just a great album. And, it, and it's really hard to like, you know, I was talking to... Um, to Tom, hi Tom, not Tom bartender Tom, Tom who we apologize to all the time. I was telling him, um, apology Tom, not drinks Tom. Yes, apology Tom. I'm drinking another Murphy's. I was telling him about how um, I really, you know, it it's it's kind of difficult like to pick a top three and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, well, yeah, you have basically an album full of Bangers. number one hits. Yeah, you know, and so it's like, oh yeah, no, that's really a good fucking point. And that's that's what this album is. And and for for me and and the reason like okay so there's two reasons it ended up on my 25 number one reason being that um i love the album mm-hmm. okay number two reason being that it really is an influential album for me personally just as as a, as my musical taste and um you know as a musician uh that it introduced me to to all this other music which is which is kind of funny because when you think about it i actually grew up um Northeast Philadelphia breakdancing to Run DMC and the Fat Boys and yeah. and uh you know LL Cool J and shit like that. Um, but that's you know that's kind of like different. Like that's you know that's rap, that's hip hop, that's you know it's still to an extent R and B. Um, but this was like this was the music where I'm like, man, this is this is great, and this and yeah. it really was. It was the foundation of rock and roll. I was super interested to watch you pour your. I think we've had this. Conversation yeah, we've had this conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. You pour stouts yep, like that, and yep. I pour. Stouts. You do it like this. Yeah, I pour stouts like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it really, it really was. You know, it it soul music, R and B music, blues was really the fucking foundation of rock and roll. Yeah, and that is where, like, like that's where Elvis got his sound yeah. that is literally where Led Zeppelin stole their sound. That is where the Rolling Stones got their sound. So all yeah. of these excellent great rock bands all comes from this style of music um like even the beatles even the beatles like you know they 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 were inspired by soul music and r&b yeah. music it's like it's where it where it came from is the originators of rock and roll and that's why honestly like that's why i get pissed off when i hear um and i know this is kind of like a hot topic right now anyway but when i hear people question certain artists who get into the rock and roll hall of fame 
Yeah. Because it's like, you know, like, oh, why is Public Enemy in there? Why is, you know, like... And we talk, we've, I think like, we've specifically talked about Public Enemy yeah. before. And I was like, like, there is nothing more punk rock than fucking Public yeah, Enemy. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. It's and like, we've, we said it before, like, like, just because what you're playing isn't rock and roll music... Doesn't mean it's not if, rock and roll. If you're doing it, yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. it's, it's not the music that you're yes. playing, it's the attitude you have about it. Yep. Like, we talked about it uh, with Dylan, like... Yep. It's kind of punk rock. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, and like, and you think about that, like Chuck Berry, B.B. King, Sam Cooke, these people are all in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they should all be in the Rock yeah. and Roll Hall of Fame. And so should be the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, yeah. Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis. Those people should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, but so should these other artists. And, yeah. and so many people are like, well, they weren't, they're not this or they're not that. Yes, they are. They're, yeah. they're every bit of that. And, and that is ultimately the, the foundation of rock and roll where it came from. So that's yeah. why, you know, um, you know, so that's that's generally like I said. I mean, this this music, this album, it's uh, very influential with me. I fucking love it, and uh, you know, that's 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 where I got there. So, what are, what are your opinions on the album? Um, so I was kind of taken aback when I put this album on. Okay, I had no idea, uh, no idea about the music, no idea about the movie. Never heard of it until Paul mentioned it uh, being on his top 25. Uh-huh. Still didn't look it up. <laughs> Figured I would look it up when we got to it. Yep. Um, so I put the album on, and the album opens up with Mustang Sally. Yes. And I remember you explained to me, it was like a the, the, the basis, the story of the movie is working class Irish guy starts a band. Uh-huh. I'm expecting something folky something more traditional like <laughs> yeah. folk irish music yep. and then mustang sally comes on i'm like i'm like oh maybe it's just i mean it's the soundtrack maybe uh-huh. it's just a fucking fluke and then the album like yep. the album keeps going i'm like oh no this is just this is what it fucking, is this yeah. is what it is so real quick and i watch i listened to the album before watching the okay. movie all right so when i went to put the movie on i was like it, they, and they started talking about like, oh, we're gonna form a soul band. I'm like, all right, and yeah, that, that now, now it makes a little makes, more, sense, more fucking yeah. sense. But I fucking I love the fucking album. Um, it's great. It's great. Um, so real quick, real quick before before I forget the thought. So you mentioned Mustang Sally and how that's the opening song. Um, it's 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 number one. It's it's perfect that it is the opening song on the. Um, the album mm. because it's ultimately when they get together for their first band practice, it's the first song they try to play. Yeah. Right. And they keep playing Mustang Sally over yeah. and over and over again. And, and it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's, what's great is, and, and I actually didn't, it didn't like, I didn't, I love, I love the artistry. I love, I love, you know, how in, in, in movies you'll like have one thing that goes here and then, you know, it gets referenced later on foreshadowing or whatever you want to call it. But I like, I like how that happens a lot. Movies. I like it in songs and stuff like that. So the movie, you know, their first gig together, their first practice together is playing Mustang Zowie very poorly. Mm -hmm. And then if you notice before, um, uh, try a little tenderness, Mm -hmm before their encore they close their ultimately their last show yeah with mustang sally yeah and it's fucking Good. perfect yeah do you know what i mean and that's basically the point where jimmy kind of knew it was falling apart but is sitting there talking to a record label guy and you and you see him look up and they're playing mustang sally and you see that look on his face like 
This is this is where we are yeah. from where we started. Of course, this is before they do the encore and go out with try a little tenors and whatnot. But like, like it's it's like I love that 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 um, symbolism, like yeah. that 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 uh, artistry in the movie, and then it goes to the soundtrack to show just a few months ago where they were to where they ended up on yeah. their their last gig, and you know, kind of taking it. And I thought that was cool. But anyway, yeah. go on, go on. Um, so yeah, so I really um, really enjoyed the album. I texted Paul. Uh, when I was on my way up here today because this album I had the same problem that I had with the Pogues where I was <laughs> listening to the extended version of yes, the album Yes. but honestly I was listening to the extended version which is an hour and 45 minutes uh-huh. do not give a shit because yeah, it's I know, a good, great. I'll, yeah. listen, I'll listen to that extended version uh, any day I think, the, I think the extended version includes volume 2 which which it's it's funny like there's the songs that are on volume two that didn't make it on the volume volume one which is you know which is fine but like i liked their version of um a hard to handle Mm -hmm. and there's a couple other things where i'm just like ah i wonder why that didn't make it on onto the original soundtrack but when you look at like when you take the original soundtrack as it is you're like oh yeah no no you know none of these songs really could replace anything that the soundtrack that's on this soundtrack so so yeah i i really uh i was pleasantly surprised uh when i first put it on and i was all for it every bit of the way cool so yeah, I'm, I'm, i was i was a, i was very happy with the selection of yours cool cool and so um so for the for the summer movie podcast what what are your feelings on the movie i think the movie's good mm-hmm. um i think I think watching it, there's definitely some parts to it where it's like very obviously like these are all young, uh, young actors. Some of the actors in the movie, this is the only movie they've ever been in. Well, at least that we've recognized. They could have been in other stuff. Oh no, no, no. There was, there was, there's, oh, really? there's, there's a couple. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple okay. where it's literally like they were in the commitments and that's it. Like if I'm not mistaken, the the piano player, for instance. Okay. The only thing he's in is the commitments. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I didn't know that. Okay. But um, it, I think there's some times where it definitely shows. Mm-hmm. Um. But all in all, it's a good flick. Yeah. Um, I think like at certain points, like they, it, it's a, it, it's a little hokey, like how much, like how much of an asshole Deco is. Uh huh. Um, I think it gets a little bit like kind of like cheesy. Um, but <laughs> I want to, like, I'll just get into it. Actually, one of the things I love about this movie is. So I'm 47 years old. I started playing guitar when I was 12. I started mm. playing. I started bands when I was 13. When I when I you know yeah knew enough chords to write songs. I think that this movie is probably the most accurate portrayal of band life mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Like, granted, you don't generally have like a 10 to 12 member band with yeah. all of those eccentric. Um, you yeah. know, um, personalities at once, but every single character in that band I've played with, yeah. I've run into, I know which band they're in, local, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so, so on and so forth. So, like, really, that Deco, that the, the character that Andrew Strong plays, Deco, that dude's out there, man. That yeah. dude, oh, that, yeah, that oh, dude's, 100%. I'm that sure that dude's playing right now in, in, you know what I mean, in the area. Like, I, I like, it's like, I could, like, yeah, no, that's Deco, and that's, you know what I mean? There's, there's Imelda, and there's, you know, like all these people are just like, oh, yeah, there's Jimmy the Lips, fucking everybody. Yeah, you know no. I mean? but I mean, it really, it really was the the you know, and and then the fights they would have with each other, and the people who like they didn't like in the band, but they kept them around because they were so goddamn good, such as Deco. Yeah, you know, all of those things. It, it is, it is really the honest to god most 
accurate portrayal of of being in a band yeah that i've ever seen on film mm. you know because when you look at like things like spinal tap and shit like that like come on, that's 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 yeah. not real you know what i mean or even like uh other band movies like Rockstar. You know, the the yeah. Mark Wahlberg movie. Ever seen that? No. Like, I mean, maybe that was like... What Purposely the th- avoided that one. Okay. Maybe the things they were doing were typical of 80s metal bands. But, like, this was about, ultimately, about a band of local... A local band. It was about a local yeah. cover band. And, like, like I said, all of those... that That is one of the things I love about it is all of those those just portrayals of, of those personalities. And, and, honestly, just from my experience, like, how accurate they really, they yeah. really are. Yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. The movie was kind of eye-opening because, like, I've always heard um, stories of, like, during this time period how rough Ireland mm-hmm. was. Yeah. And at one point, Jimmy says in the movie, like, he's, like when he goes to collect his unemployment uh-huh. check, he's like, it's a third-world country. It's like, it's literally a third-world. Like, there's just fucking busted-down yeah. cars yeah. that kids can't, are just playing on. Like, Can't you always. find a job already? It's like, it's third-world country. What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's like, literally, like, you don't think of it, but it literally fucking is, like, watching that movie, yeah. it's a fucking third-world country. Yeah. It's like, you think, I'm, you think I want to be on the dole? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then I, lo- I love the line where uh, Jimmy runs into a sax player whose name I can't remember, character's name I can't remember. Again, and he's like, oh, you're on the dole as well. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm on the dole. And uh, and he's like, well, I'll tell you what, it's 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 much better being an unemployed musician than it is being an unemployed pipe fitter. And it's just like, all right, yeah, yeah. I got that. I get that. Which is funny because for me, anytime I was unemployed, it was actually because of music. I was I was pretty much able to survive. Mm. You know, I was unemployed twice and I was collecting both times. But like I was and and friend of the podcast, Frank Daly, you know, he's also, you know, that's what he does is music uh, professionally. And like, you know, we've talked about that, how great it is and how actually really fortunate we are that like both like the first time I didn't know I was getting laid off. The second time I knew I was getting laid off. Like I, I had like I had like two months notice that it was happening. The company was closing. So it was like I was uh, yeah. you know, like whatever. Um, so I was able to take that two months time and really like book as many fucking shows as I could. Mm-hmm. Um and and I did. I, I I booked like a ton of shows for for about three three to four months out. That like you know I was I was collecting, but then I was able to make money. I know this is all illegal technically for unemployment, but whatever. Sue me. Um, mm. You know, sue him, America. Sue me. Talk talk to my lawyer. She'll probably yell at me for saying this stuff. But anyway, um, but no, I was able to do that, and I and I'm fortunate that like when I get into that situation, it's like well I'm just going to take a couple extra shows. Yeah. And make up whatever money I need to make up. So it's yeah. you know it, it is it is kind of kind of cool to do that. So my my other thing I one of the things I also loved about the um, couple memorable parts is like the dad with Elvis. And I love how like they have a picture of Elvis and then a picture of the Pope. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Jesus, Elvis, and the Pope. You know, what I mean? yeah. and, and the dad like Colm Mealy with the with the pompadour. And he's like, well, why can't I sing? I can sing in the band. And he tries singing a. Can't help falling in love with you. He's like, nobody likes Elvis, Dad. Like, yeah. no way, you know. Um, and even and he, like, has, and he has the moment where uh, Joey's telling him the story of him meeting Elvis. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's just like, it's just like a a very like you know the dad. His dad spilled something on his shirt, and uh-huh. then Elvis apologized to him. And his fucking dude is just blown away by this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like, the king fucking apologized yeah, to you. Like, this is yeah. wild. He's like, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. Was he doing drugs? He's like. I never saw any drugs. He's like, I knew it. I know, but I mean, obviously, everybody knows Elvis did a lot of drugs. Yeah. So, um, but uh, you know, we we also uh, Jimmy Jimmy is also kind of kind of suspect too. 
as to you know what he said was true and not true that's the thing like all the stories that jimmy the lips tells mm. there's definitely that like that sense that he's done some stuff but he's definitely stretching the truth stretching the truth as to as to what he's done because even even the part at the end when you know um it's it's wilson pickett's in town and whatnot and the limo pulls up he's like i talked to the man he said he was gonna come and guy you know they're like fuck you you fucking liar and he walks away and then comes a limo and he's like all right mr pickett what do you want to do and it's like the fuck did he actually you know what i mean yeah you know but then but then he then they point out that he says he's going on tour he he sends a postcard to his mom he's on tour with someone who's been dead since 1982 yeah so it's like ah you know where where is the the yeah where's the where's the the line actually exactly what did they what did we talk about before is like you do you print the truth or do you print print the the legend legend? exactly he's printing the legend yeah 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 so um yeah, I also I also love um, just seeing all the different musicians when he puts the ad in the paper and all the musicians oh, yeah. are coming up. He's like, well, "What are your What are your influences?" And none of them have to do with soul. I was like, "It's like about well, Joni Mitchell." And, yeah, you know, it's a, he's like what a lot of lot of U twos, a lot yeah. of Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor, you know. And then you had the one guy playing the Smiths. Although although back to the Elvis thing, like when there's all these people auditioning in the house and the, the dad tries to go to the bathroom and there's like the three piece Cajun man. Oh, this was a Cajun. And he's like, Oh, it was not. That's fucking blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So no, nah, it's just, and, and again, it's just, it's just so like, and I guess like with that, at that time, you probably just had anybody cause like, Oh, I want, I, I need, I need fucking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I need a job. So let me, let me get into this band. And then have you ever, have you ever answered like an, an ad like that? Like, I have, I have. Um, so there was a. It was like basically I was doing it on like Craigslist, right? Mm. Um, and you know, I saw this was like you stop looking to you stop looking for men. Yes, yes, I stopped start looking, for, looking for. Well, I was still looking for men, just men in a band. Yeah, just men in a um, band. So Not um, men in your mouth. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so so um, yes, yeah, so I did. I answered this ad one time. This band like was looking for a bass player. Um, so I messaged him. I was like, yeah, I could do this. Uh, so, so funny story about it. It was like, so I go and I pick up the guitar player. Um, we drive out to Westchester to, to practice. I'm auditioning, you know, like whatever. And we're at this dude's house in Westchester. And, uh, <laughs> this girl who's like, their friends would comes like at one point we we're taking a break and she's talking. She's like, yeah, there's like, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, you know, that one dude, I forget the name she said. She's like, yeah, he's hanging out with these other people, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they're like videotaping like all these fucking pranks and shit like that. It's really weird. Turns out like that's like like nah. like fucking jackass. <laughs> yeah. Like like in the area like is I like, this is before jackass was a thing. Yeah. This is this is kind of weird. They're just fucking videotaping like pranks. She's like she's like yeah. Some of them are like really dangerous and kind of weird. And we're like oh yeah that's that is kind of weird. Like that sounds hot. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. But I, obviously I, did, I didn't get into that band. Yeah. So. Yeah, but which was fine. Just, and that's why Paul weird. wasn't the ba- the bass player for CKY. <laughs> that's why. That's why. Actually, I, honestly, I don't know who the people were, but I know CKY also came out of Westchester. Mm. I I highly doubt I auditioned for CKY. You know mm. what I mean? Like I, but like, but no, it was it was like, like I said, yeah, this 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 girl who was friends with the guys just coming talking about like what ultimately was the the jackass people hanging out in Westchester. Fucking that's weird. Like, skateboarding and and uh and doing these things so it's kind of like oh okay cool that's kind of you know but no no i i would would not think that i auditioned for cky i don't know what would ever happen with that band or anything like that but um didn't work out have you ever put one of those types of ads out that's how i found barry my guitar player and uh joe arnold our fiddle player oh 
Yep, yep, yep. Because I put I put uh, ads on uh, Craigslist. Actually, as a matter of fact, saying like Irish band looking for da 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 da, and uh, men so, seeking men yes. with a fiddle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and Barry Barry responds. He's like, hey man, I love Irish music, and here's all the stuff I'm into. Da da da. You know, I, I think uh, I'd like to check it out. And so he actually came out to see me and Bob Hurst from uh, Bogside Rogues, also a friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, playing at Emmett's place and. Um, uh, oh, Emmett's place. We gotta, you know, raise the toast for Emmett's place. Emmett's fine, but Emmett's place is not. Um, but um, yeah, he came to see me and me and Bob play the one night, and uh, we got talking, and I was like, "Yeah, man, bring your guitar over." And he brought his guitar over. Me and the drummer Brian had already been kind of like talking about stuff and doing a few things, and you know, the three of us we we played, and it clicked. And I'm like, "You want to do this?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." And then um, he's like, "I got a brother that plays bass." Aren't they brothers? They are brothers. Yeah. That actually happened. That was, okay. So that is actually kind of how it happened. But James didn't want to join the band at first. Mm. Um, I forget why he did. I think he just didn't want to commit. Um, and uh, yeah, so James did not want to join the band. So we didn't technically have a bass player for like the first year of the band. Um, so we had like a couple different people who would play bass for us, uh, just kind of like on the on the fly, or like I would turn around and play bass if I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, but then you know, like and I talked to James like a few times, like because James came to see us play a few times. I'm like, man, you, we can really use a bass player, steady bass. But ah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not interested. In that. And then all of a sudden, like he was at a show and. He's like, hey man, you still still want a bass player? I'm like, yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, cool. You're fucking in. It wasn't even like a thing. It was just like, yeah, you're in. Yeah, like, you're Barry's brother. You're you're in. But like, yeah. So that was about a year after doing that, and then um, then uh, maybe about two years after that, we've been doing this band. I realized that this is like our 17th year as a band. Oh well. Um. So th- so maybe like two years after that, or was it? No, I guess it was a year after James had joined the band because he joined in the end of 07 so that was our first year and we put out our first album no eight so yeah so so no nine um was uh when we put out an ad to add a fiddle player mm. and uh joe arnold uh responded to the ad mm. and um yeah and the, the rest is history from there you know yeah. what i mean so since 2009 we've had the same exact lineup you know what i mean so really we've had you know ultimately the same exact lineup all along it's just we've always added we haven't actually taken away so no. so yeah so I, I have put those ads out and mm. said hey i'm looking for this saturday other things so. um speaking of joe i remember you mentioned on uh on the bright eyes episode are you able to nope. talk about no nope. still yet? can't no? still can't right. so yeah you know, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe next month i'll be able to we'll see, we'll I, see the I, I remember like it was one of those things where uh, i was drunk and i didn't fully remember it and then i was listening back to the episode and i was like oh yeah i forgot uh-huh. paul said that. yeah no 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 you can't talk I was about like, that i forgot to ask him about that yeah yep 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 <laughs> So, um, yeah, but no, man, like I said, this, the, the movie's great. It, it's funny. Um, what's, what's great about it is, um, sometimes when you get into like movies, especially with, uh, with like accents, uh, specifically like Irish accents, mm. it is, it is somewhat difficult to understand mm. what, uh, what is being said. Paul um, and I also watched the movie with French. Subtitles. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, but that being said, that's another thing. If you guys haven't seen this movie, it's fucking free on YouTube yes. right now. I don't know if it's supposed to be free, but you can look up yeah. the commitments and um, you can watch the movie. It's just that it has French subtitles. Mm-hmm. So whatever. So that that's how I watch it. I watch yeah. it on YouTube. I have a um, I have a, an app on my Fire Stick uh, that uh, basically it's a, it just pirates it's a okay. pirates movies. Nice. Um, so I was originally going to watch it on that until you told me yeah. that it was on YouTube. 
And I was like, oh, shit. I'll just, and I was like, I wonder, I clicked on it. I'm like, I wonder if this is the same thing Paul watched. And mm-hmm. then French popped up. I'm like, that's yep. the same thing Paul watched. Yep. And uh, me and Katie watched it. Actually, Regina watched a little bit of it, too. I see you sent me, you sent me a couple pictures of her of her watching it. Yeah. And um, what what's great about it is, you know, we're watching it with French Which subtitles. is interesting, because this is a dual Regina factor. This is a dual Regina factor. Yeah. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Do you guys have, yeah, I guess you guys don't have the Regina no, factor. No, we, we don't. Well, we can tell the Regina factor is that she, she does do, like we've, the movie. We've been doing summer movie club since 2020. Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> a little bit before amazing. Regina. Yeah, we had the Regina factor before. Well, the Regina Factor was born, like, well, she wasn't born from, but but actually, Regina Factor came from to Zach. be from Zach of yeah. the Summer Movie. So the Summer Movie Club spawned my daughter, yeah. my daughter's opinion, yeah. <laughs> being being a factor on the uh, Country Hipster Podcast. Um, no, she, Regina liked the movie. You know, mm. I think she generally likes musicals and stuff like that. But like, what I was saying is like, despite this movie, they're they're obviously all Irish with Irish accents. It's very easy to understand everything they're yeah. saying. You know, there's other movies where I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, um, Dairy Girls. Never seen it. It's a, it's a, the sh- do you know what it is? No. A show on Netflix based in Derry, which is in Northern Ireland. Um, uh, it's, it's tough to understand them sometimes. So mm. like, that's one of those movies like, oh, let me put the, put on the fucking, uh, subtitles just so I can like understand yeah. where you're going. And you don't hear, you know, you hear it a little bit better, but like when you're seeing the word, it's like, okay, no, I can, I can actually understand what they're saying now. Um, there was another movie. I forget what the fuck it was called. It was a really good movie. It was about an artist and they were all talking in like, like old, like Cockney English and shit like that. And mm-hmm. I like, tried watching it and I'm like 15 minutes in, in the movie and uh, the person I'm watching it with, I'm like, can you understand a fucking word they're saying? And she was like, no. I'm like, well, put, let's put the fucking subtitles on. Yeah. And we did. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, oh, now it I makes a lot of sense. It. Yeah. Now I can it's understand like, um, what the fuck they're saying. Did you ever read or watch Clockwork Orange? Uh, I I saw Clockwork Orange years ago. I yeah. don't remember anything about it. But Clock- no, I definitely never read it. Clockwork Orange, um, a lot of it is, uh, not a lot of it, but they use a lot of um, words in the, in the book and in the movie that are basically just slang. Um, and it's like... Um, when I actually when I read the book, mm-hmm. I actually had a um, a printout of uh, it's basically a vocab list of all of the slang terms oh, okay. and what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're watching it, you're like, "Oh, me and my droogs." You're like, "What the fuck did he just say?" And <laughs> him and his friends. Like, right, right. So it's it's it it was very easy to understand, and I wasn't like. There's a, the 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 one thing I didn't understand is you actually just cleared it up when he's in line and he sees the saxophone player. Uh-huh. I heard it's better to be an unemployed musician than an unemployed pint filler. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's a bartender. No, he's a pipe filler. Pipe fitter. Pipe fitter. Yes. Yeah. Which would make sense. See, you're racist. You're, you just went to, if you're to filling, a bartender because he's Irish, filling, didn't you? If you're filling pints, that's your job. <laughs> yeah, which means you're not unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, but that, like, that's the thing, like, another movie I had, I had a tough time understanding, uh, uh, I had to put the subtitles on was Train Spotting, the original mm. Train Spotting. I had to put the, yeah. I had to put the subtitles on for that because it was like, what the fuck? I don't understand what they're saying. But no, this movie is like, like I said, like, and, and I, I know there are people who have that issue with foreign movies. They won't watch them because they can't, yeah. even when they're in English, technically, because they can't get through the accents. But this is one you don't, you don't need to have the subtitles on. Um, I don't read French. I speak very little French and I had the French subtitles on, but they didn't help me on mm-hmm. this movie and I didn't need them. So. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I did understand where I, uh, I don't read or speak French, but uh, when they're talking about, um, 
the band that Glenn Hansard and the bass player are in at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah. The band is called And 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 it's like we 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 or like cute something like yeah yeah. It, it says it in the fucking subtitles in French. I'm like oh I know that. So I just remember. Okay, so I want to go back to our intros. <laughs> you know we do obviously the regular country hipster intro, and I always give some sort of country name to Adam, and he did the um the uh the summer movie club intro which is i always think they're pretty clever where they yeah. in, you know introduce each other based on the movie that they're they're watching i say my goal whenever i'm the one who comes up with the intros for summer movie club is i want to make them as vague as possible okay but also my goal is to just make zach laugh at them right so and usually you make me laugh when you nice. come up with yeah. it when you have my fucking well, intro if zach was here i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna actually introduce this as you know like co-host Adam and you know our our guest from the summer summer uh, movie club Zach and together we are and and fucking and and, and I guess like, <laughs> but there's only two of us there's, so. a, there's an exclamation point at the, after the second one so he went so Zach went solo <laughs> yeah you know and so we just have and, and as if he had a fucking choice <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, Zach's off doing a solo career and uh you know we're, we're we've joined the commitments yeah so um but now man fucking brilliant movie love the movie yeah. um you know love the album um yeah so, what do you what do you think? Uh, what do you think our uh, my my soon to be ten month old daughter thinks? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess that she that she dug it. This is a solid like yeah for Regina like um this is this is one that like from the from the 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 moment I put the album on. She was like Mustang Sally. She was she was um, into it, and then the second song, which I forget what the second song is, but um, she was she was definitely still into it. And the first song that uh, uh, one of the women sings, that's when she started singing. I think it's um, Chain of Fools. Might be Chain of Fools. Yeah. First, um... Um, so she, um, yeah. So this is definitely. Um, oh yeah, here Guinness. There's another Murphy's. I'm gonna take a Guinness for this next one. Um, definitely solid like for her. Um, every single time I've played it, she's been into it. She's been singing. She's been laughing. She's been the cool. So, so the coolest thing that happened today, um, and it, and it is actually kind of funny. So we had to do a little bit of running around today, and um, while we're uh, while we're driving, and you know, we're listening to commitments. Um, and hold on, what 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 is the name of? So I want to make sure I, I'm actually um saying the right title of the song is i know i know i was it which one was it it was chain chain of fools yeah it was mm. chain of fools we're um we're sitting there we're driving and so um she starts saying dad 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 mm. she's been doing that like you know she's like she was doing it like the whole car ride whole car ride but when chain of fools was on she's singing the rhythm yeah of chain of fools but going da 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 you know what I mean? like like i'm just like i'm i'm loving it. i i love the fact like uh like hearing her like just talk in general and yeah. just hearing her voice she's also she's doing this thing right now where she's like kind of like it's almost like she sounds frustrated she's mm-hmm. not though like she's just or like sometimes it sounds like she's like crying or whatever she's just literally finding her voice and yeah. like learning that she can make sounds and she's she's making them for the fuck of it yeah and, and it's amazing i'm actually i'm really like enjoying that um with her so um hearing her voice hearing her sing these songs um you know watching her dance around to it and again she loved the movie um, what she saw of it, she did eventually fall asleep because yeah. you know she's 
a nine month old baby. Um, but uh, so it's a solid like, and that brings me. I have finally taken a lead in something. There you that go. is eight likes and two dislikes for me. And for Adam, it is seven likes and two dislikes for Adam. And there are six albums, which she is indifferent. And I am so glad that uh, that she dislikes uh, the Bright Eyes album. Yeah. <laughs> Top three songs. Um, you want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. Uh, let me open up my phone. Uh, top three, mm-hmm. um, without a doubt, Try a Little Tenderness. Okay. Is at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going Chain of Fools. Okay. Number two. And for number three, I'm probably going to do Mr. Pitiful. Okay. Good, good. Like, again, all all really, really great songs. And, and you know, this is this is really, it's a, a album of, of hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, my number one, yes, absolutely try a little tenderness is is my number one on this um and this is where i was saying i'll get into try a little tenderness i'm gonna go as far to say that the commitments version of try a little tenderness is better than otis Redding's version of try a little oh, tenderness. Wow. so i don't know if you noticed like I, I listened to i was listening to that as we were preparing for this yeah because i wanted to do that that comparison and there, there have been, actually this is something I should have like made like a topic. There have been throughout like music history, there have been times where where the cover ends up being better than the original. Um, you know, hurt, couple, just, hurt by Johnny Cash covering. Hurt Nine by Inch Johnny, Nails. yes, co- covering. I say Nails. Trent Reznor has even gone so far as to say that's a Johnny that's Cash, like Cash song. song now. Yeah, um, Alien Ant Farm covering Smooth Criminal, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't going to go that far, yeah. but Jimi Hendrix doing all on the watchtower, yeah. you know, it's, it's, excuse me, no, no offense to Bob Dylan. Jimi um, Hendrix, Jimi Hendrix is the version. That's the, that's version. the version. That's yeah. the version. Um, the Pixies covering head on by, uh, the Jesus and Mary chain, hmm. which is funny because like those songs, were, like, like the Pixies version came out months after the, the Jesus and Mary chain yeah. came out. Um, uh, honestly, Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you. Is cover of Prince. Prince wrote and and, and we, performed. Nothing compares to you. Did he did he perform it though? I thought oh, he yeah, just no, wrote, I thought he just wrote it. That shit. I so, thought he just wrote or, or, it. Did he, did he perform it after her? Or did she? Because I knew he wrote it. I think he performed it before. Oh, okay. But okay, so okay, so let's take that one off the table, um, and then go to something else. And so because. I might be a little fuzzy on that, but I do thought I, mm. I I did think that he actually um, performed it first, but maybe he didn't. Yeah. One thing I can tell you that the Whitney Houston version of "I Will Always Love You" is better than the Dolly Parton version. Mm. Nothing, nothing against Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton wrote a beautiful song as well, but Whitney Houston actually fucking killed it for the uh, for the Bodyguard soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and uh, which, if I'm not mistaken, is like speaking of speaking of uh, of soundtracks because we're covering a soundtrack. I'm pretty sure the the Bodyguard soundtrack is like the number one selling it is. Like, I think it is soundtrack yeah. of all yep. time. Yep, and it's I think it's literally like the Bodyguard and then Siren Night Fever are like one and yeah, two. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, but no, I think and I think this is one of those occasions where the cover is better than the original and mm. and and that's why it's my number one. Try a little tender. It's like just Deco's voice is perfect on it. The, the the sound the way the song builds and then the way yeah. they use it in the movie like I said in the in the it's in their their last show yeah where they where they do um you know they they close the show with Mustang Sally and then they're like oh, are you gonna do a fucking encore and they go back and do the encore this is after they were all fighting upstairs yeah um 
and then they come back and they put out that beautiful fucking rendition of Try a Little Tenderness, which just brought me somewhere <laughs> as well. Let me ask you something. You know how in the movie, um, the uh, the original drummer drops out because he wants to beat the shit out of Deco. Yeah. Right. And they pull in basically the guy who's their roadie doorman sound guy. Yeah. That guy reminds you of anybody? That's uh, Brian. That is Brian. Yeah. <laughs> like, not only does he look a little bit like him, but every, like the way he talks, the things he's doing, yeah. that's fucking he's Brian. Got like, that, oh, he's I'm got like, that skinhead like, vibe, you, too. You're, you're crazy. You got something wrong with you. So let's hear from Brian. <laughs> so, um, I, and that was the other thing I found like a, like a little hokey about it is like, you get this dude who is essentially our brother Brian, who could turn around and actually play drums just, really well. Who, who they show like they don't even show like a Rocky style montage uh, of him learning to play drums. Yeah. It's literally just him pounding like, on shit. And I'm the next, getting this. I think I'm getting it. And then the next thing you know, he's just fucking got it down perfect. One, one of my favorite things, and, and and this is the scene that really that really does it for me. That like 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 that's Brian. Like I actually when when I was watching it with Katie. And it was after the scene, I was like, by the way, that's my brother, Brian, right yeah. there. Um, uh, is the scene where they're playing the show and then the guys come to collect the money from Jimmy and they're roughing him up. Yeah. And he's looking, he's like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck is going on? He puts the sticks down goes, and fucking headbutts the dude. He's bleeding all over. He gets Jimmy's yeah. money back and then just goes right back up. And it's like, yeah. like I'm just like, that absolutely 100%. That is something yeah. that our brother Brian would, would have done. Um, so yeah, so thank you. I got, I got off there a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and again, even the whole thing, like I want to fucking punch them. Like that's, that's normal, man. Like, like yeah. I had, I had a band break up because me and the drummer were going to come to fisticuffs. Mm. Like, like we got into an argument and a rehearsal and he was like, shut up, shut the fuck up. Like that. And I just, I just put my bass in. I'm like, all right, dude, we're done. Like, yeah practice is done and then uh yeah then he you know he left me me and uh sean from the unholy four was, was when we were one of our old bands where we sat there we got in my car we're driving around just dead silent for about like 45 minutes just driving around and finally um i'm like i don't want to do this he's like either do i and then we looked at it so i'm like we're like lose out right he's like oh yeah we're like all right cool <laughs> and so then like we went on and we just found another drummer but it was just yeah. like you know it was like one of those moments but yeah no like that i, I we absolutely could have come to fisticuffs that that day or yeah. probably several times um but uh get, get, get lost moth we have the door open because it's a little stuffy here so we have like i see like balls flying around and shit yeah. like that but back to my top three number number one try a little tenderness uh number two treat her right mm-hmm. love that song and uh Number three, got to give it up to the ladies. Destination anywhere. Destination anywhere is a, is a good one, but I, I, yep. I chain chain of fools is. I've always enjoyed that song. Period, and yeah. they do a very good version. They do. Of it. They do. That's they good. do a great version of it. Um, least favorite. I know. I know. It's hard. I don't. I don't. I literally. I didn't even. I didn't you don't even, have one. Okay. I didn't even write one down because I was like, I'm sitting there looking at it, and literally, if you just. Just throw throw a dart at the back of the record, and uh-huh. whatever thing it randomly hits, sure, that's my least favorite. Okay. Just because I couldn't I couldn't think of one. I went with Dark End of the Street. Okay. Because that's if if we were to take like like let's say um like I said I, I love the version of Hard to Handle, mm-hmm. um that's on Volume Two. If there's a song I was going to replace with that, that's probably the song I would I would replace with it. But it's still good. So you know what I mean. The dark and of the street. It's it's just yeah. it's a beautiful song. It's 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 well done. Um, uh, Andrew Strong sings it with like such like soul and feeling. It's it's you know what I mean. But like that's and again that's even like is it really my least favorite? You know what I mean. It's just, yeah. It's uh-huh. it's the one. It's the song that I would replace 
because it's probably like the only real slow song on that album but uh yeah. you know with the exception of the do right do uh fuck uh can i see that with the exception of um fuck it do do right do right woman do right you know man. do right man um that's like the other like slower one you yeah. know what i mean uh or i i uh i never loved a man um that is um another one but i like yeah dark industry is probably the one that i would i would probably if i was going to uh replace it with anything that that would probably be the one but again it's still it's still fucking amazing i wish so. this i wish uh i wish they did a cover of worms so, so i could so just we, very yeah. obviously throw worms I, under the bus but. i think i think in this in this case i would let you do that yeah you know if they had some weird introduction i think i would let that go mm. you know what i mean so but oh no yeah i really really enjoyed the album really mm-hmm. enjoyed the movie yep 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 so there is a uh yes there is a uh, a fun thing we do on summer movie club where we will do a top five somehow based around something on the movie uh, so I posed to Paul the top five for this uh, episode would be top five fictional bands Which from I, movies or television. I Honestly, when you came up with it, I'm like, oh, that might be tough. And then I actually like I started thinking about it and a few came to mind. But then like I, I, I did like a little bit of research and I was like, oh, no, OK, OK, I got it. Like, no, this and, and I was able to come up with some stuff that I thought was really cool. And I, I, I honestly think it's a really great fucking topic because there yeah. are a lot of like like movies based on bands and music in general that aren't like real yeah. you know um you know probably the most recent one that i'm aware of is that uh daisy jones and the and daisy the, jones and the six and the six yeah which i i i saw a couple episodes of it um was it was digging it but it was just one of those i'm really bad with shows which actually actually before we get into this why don't we get into the other thing that what are you watching oh yeah the what are you watching which but that leads me to what i'm saying i'm really bad at, at watching like yeah. i don't when i when i say i really don't watch tv i really fucking don't watch tv yeah what what we did was um there have been times on um there have been times where on a uh, summer movie club my what have you been watching is what i've been listening to okay so if you've been listening to something aside from the commitments we could throw that you could no, throw I really that haven't that's the other thing i wanted to get to like so <laughs> Okay, so first with that, as you know, as we're you know now extending the episode, but that's okay. That's what we do here. Yeah. Our little tangents. Um, uh, Kate, Katie was telling me she was listening to another tangent. Uh, she was listening to one episode. She's like, you know, some tangents are funny. Some of them you guys should just shut up. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So so um, we are we actually and, and it's cool. So like it's been about two weeks since we did our double episode of the Bob Dylan mm-hmm. and then. And in the bright eyes. Um, and I actually like, it's been a nice little break for us, even though like for you guys, you still got an episode, two episodes in a row. Yeah. Um, we had a little bit of a break, which it was nice. Kind of like refresh, you know what I mean? Kind of cool about it. But like, I, I was like, I'm kind of like finding myself like, cause we also kind of had a, like a little bit of break. Like when we picked Bob Dylan to when we actually recorded Bob Dylan, because the skipper, skipper, skipper going on, which I actually thought of a fucking joke. Another tangent. So, listening to the Bob Dylan episode, was it the Bob Dylan? Yeah, when we actually recorded the Bob Dylan episode, and I turn it over to you, and you're like, we lost the skipper. And my comedic um, uh, uh, timing was off that day, uh, probably because I was a little distracted, but um, when I'm listening back to it, I'm like, fuck, that would have been the perfect opportunity for me to go, oh, he's just lost? I thought he was dead. You know? <laughs> 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 
For some reason, I thought you were going to go like a Gilligan's Island. No. Like, yeah, it was just supposed to be a three-hour tour. <laughs> no. <And then laughs> no, but that's like, but I'm like, oh, I'm like, fuck, that I missed, that, I missed that, that fucking time today. That would have been fucking good. And and honestly, the skipper probably would have been appreciated. I would have la- laughed. Just yeah, but like, it's like, it's like, oh, wait, I thought he was dead. He's, he's just lost. But at any rate. So, um, yeah, but like, so we had roughly about two weeks between like when we did our double episode and did two weeks since we did um the the bright eyes like the, the double episode mm-hmm. and like i'm i'm really excited to um pick something else eventually from the box of michael because i don't know what the fuck to listen to now like i'm so like like for yeah. the last six months we've been doing this every week and having something else to listen to us so it's like what the fuck do i listen to um but uh yeah so so when I say I don't really watch television, I really don't watch mm-hmm. television. Like right now, we we actually did upgrade our well, we re reinstalled or re upped our um, uh, YouTube TV because uh, the Phillies are in the playoffs. Philadelphia Phillies, no. National League champions in two thousand two, are once again in the playoffs, and the playoffs start on Tuesday. So I like to watch playoff like like the Phillies. Like I'll listen to them or like I'll just yeah. check the scores. But when it comes to playoffs, I want to watch fucking games. So yeah, so we have technically kind of cable again so i can watch the the phillies in the playoffs but other than that man i i i watch hairspray and yeah. little shop of horrors and classical baby and um today i tried introducing uh regina to the uh, phantom of the opera movie with uh, uh-huh. emmy rossum and i realized i can't i like like she she actually she so she likes some of the songs from it so it's like but she doesn't like the movie in in a whole, so it's like I, I think I need to find like probably on YouTube a just a playlist of like the the main songs from yeah. Phantom of the Opera, and she'll probably sit there and like be like yeah. enthralled for like an hour because like when when certain of the the hit songs from Phantom of the Opera came on, she was like, oh okay. But then when you have the the interlude songs where they're like kind of like instead of dialogue, it's singing, she was just like, this is stupid. What yeah. the fuck? Just sing a song, yeah. like one that matters. Yeah. So yeah, so that's really what I've been been watching is yeah. whatever my daughter wants to watch that's fair yeah um i've been watching uh ahsoka um the new oh uh, right 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 we were talking about star that. Yes. wars uh series on disney plus uh-huh. starring uh rosario dawson yes um i'm a fan um i've heard good things yeah it's not bad yep um some interesting shit happening in it um I was never a fan of. I never watched um, like the Star Wars Rebels or the Clone yeah. Wars or that. Those two things. Yeah. Those were kind of like uh, I had kind of. They'd come out at a point where I was just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not watching. I don't feel like watching cartoons. I I I am a Star Wars fan. Obviously, we have like you know we have a Boba Fett glass. Yeah. We have a Yoda glass. I have other Star Wars etched glasses. Um, I love Star Wars. Paul has a very nice collection of Star Wars tiki glasses. Yes, I do. You know, yeah. so so like I'm a I'm a Star Wars fan. Oh fuck, dude, we should have had those for the Beach Boys episode. Yeah, we should have fucking fuck, had we tiki should've. glasses. God damn it, damn it. Yeah, we should have. That would have been actually pretty fucking. We amazing. had Hawaiian shirts and fucking sunglasses uh, on, but we didn't bring. But the we didn't tiki fucking glass. get tiki fuck, glasses. Why did? Oh god. Uh, but um. Damn it, we gotta think of this stuff. Yeah. Where's our where's our producer, director, and you know, editor extraordinaire? It's fucking he up. Said that's that where he should have fucking suggested that. Yeah. Um he probably did and we didn't listen to him. <laughs> um at any rate, uh yeah, I, I love the Star Wars stuff, but like a lot of that extra the stuff I just I can't get into it. Like no. I didn't watch the Clone War animated movie. I didn't watch the um the Clone War series, I don't watch Rebels. You know, and I know they like even like in the um the the 
one-off movies and whatnot. Um, there were some things that get referenced that were in the cartoons, but it's just, yeah. which is fine. And I, and I love the star Wars universe. I'm just, I, I'm not going to put that much time into it. Yeah. You know, um, honestly, if it's not a full length movie or like the series, like I do like the Mandalorian. I'm like, I, I started season three. I haven't finished it. Mm. Um, I didn't mind the Obi-Wan series. I didn't mind the Boba Fett series. Uh, I thought the Boba Fett series is a little, eh, but like I, yeah. I, you know, I do, I will watch this, so I do want to get onto the, uh, the uh, how do you say it? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. I do want um, to get onto. Just out of curiosity, I I know your uh, your feelings on the the original trilogy. Uh huh. What are your feelings on the prequels? They have their place. Okay. They have their place. I don't. I don't hate like when they came out. A lot of people were like, "Is this a fucking Jar Jar Binks?" Like, ah, you know what, dude? Come on, really? Yeah. Like we're still getting new Star Wars movies. That's how I kind of looked at it. Um. I, uh, yes, there's things, yeah, they don't piece, you know, it's, it's, dude, you're talking about shit that was like done like what, 30 years away from each other. And, and, and you're, you know, and I know people get all pissed off about the original movies with like all the added stuff, dude. One of the things I've learned about art, like if you look at like visual art is Mm -hmm. that like artists never stop, like, or rarely will stop with a painting. Like if you look at Mm -hmm. like an old, um, uh, da Vinci or an old Renoir or um, or even Van Gogh, if you you can actually, and because I watch I watched the whole thing about uh, uh, specifically Renoir, that one of his most famous paintings, which I can't think of off the top of my head, was actually redone mm-hmm. by him. By him, like, like if you, if you know, because they did like an X-ray of the 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 painting, and you could see his like original lighters, painting and his yeah. scratch back there, because and, and even then, like they were adding to these things yeah. year after year after year. So, you know, George Lucas is an artist, so the fact that you added stuff to to the Star Wars movies, yeah. he's not going to stop adding. It's yeah. it's it's your you know it's 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 it's. And, and then the technology changes. Well, you know, he has but, to stop now because he doesn't own them anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There he's like, he has no choice. But but no, like as far as the, the original movies go, I know they're like a little bit different. There's some like breaks in in the storylines between this and that and the other thing. They're fine. They're yeah. fine. They're like, you know, it's like it it introduced Star Wars to a new generation. Mm-hmm. Like 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 I was a little kid and I saw the original Star Wars. It's like, oh my god, that is amazing. My kids saw the prequels and were like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. I don't like the prequels as much, mm-hmm. but like to see, like they weren't, the prequels weren't made ultimately for 30 something year old Paul. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and you have to recognize that, you know what I mean? They're really not. And even, even the, the sequels of the, the, like the latest trilogy, which I know a lot of people panned as well. I was good. My next question was going to be, what's your thought on the they're sequels? They're not made. They're not made for me either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I enjoy them. I enjoy the fuck out of them, but it's they're like, not made for me. It's like when we covered um, Hooters. It was like, it's, yes. a, it's a fine album. It's, that album's not made for Adam. Yes, and it, and it's one of those things that can you appreciate or not? Yeah. So I appreciate All Stars. Honestly, one of my favorite Star Wars, um, uh, it, it's probably, man, it's, it's probably like 2A, 2B type of deal uh-huh. um, behind Empire. I fucking love Rogue One. Mm-hmm. That is such a solid fucking movie. Like if you just if it if it had nothing to do with Wait, Star say, Wars, did you never say two A two B as in Empires with the other Empires one? number one. Okay. Yeah. Um. Number two is probably like New Hope, followed by you know um, 
uh, Rogue One, but like I said, I go back and forth yeah. on those. Like, like if you erased all the other Star Wars movies, if you erased the nine movies that were out there, and you just threw Rogue One out as a movie, it I would fucking love it, and yeah. it would stand on its own. It's a space espionage it's, movie. It is amazing. Nick, there's that new movie that's coming out. Um, fuck, what is it, The Guardians or something? Not The Guardians. It's a fucking like, little kid with the fucking holes in the side of his head. He's some kind of droid or something like that. Where I saw it, it's actually from the director of Rogue One. Um, Noted the fuck. I forget what the fuck it's called. At any rate, I've seen I've seen a couple uh, things, and I'm just like, I want to see that. No. I want to fucking see that. Yeah, like that, that motherfucker did Rogue One. He might do this good too. Well, just seeing the, like the 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 previews I've seen and the commercials I've seen, I'm like, no, this has my interest. This has no. definitely piqued my interest. And then then I found out that that it was the same director from Rogue One, and I was just like, okay. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing. Like Rogue One is really it's a Star Wars movie, but I mean it is it is a step ahead, and it really does literally lead into a New Hope, and and gives so much. It it honestly gave New Hope so much more of a dimension to it. Yeah, forty years after it came out, and probably thirty something years after I saw it. Yeah, to then watch Rogue One in the theater as well too, which is which is great. I got to see it like opening weekend in the theater. To see that, and then and then think of like how it directly leads into a new hope, and it, and it just it changed new hope for me. It yeah. really did. It it really did. And new hope, like I said, was like Empire is just a better movie in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? And new Empire hope is, like, is Empire is Empire. Yeah, exactly. But then like Rogue, and and again, if you if you erase the rest of the other nine movies and just yeah. had Rogue One, that's a solid fucking science fiction movie, space odyssey. Yeah. You know, so. Um, real quick to touch on what you were talking about, how an artist never stops uh-huh. changing the work. Um, I was listening to a thing of Kevin Smith talk, and he was talking about how he was always very uh, strict with his actors about like sticking to the word of the oh, script. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then it came to do Silent Bob's monologue in um, Chasing Amy. Okay. And he basically forgot what his lines were <laughs> and just started improvising. Uh-huh. And famously, like, he would, like, constantly yell at Ben Affleck for improvising. So Kevin Smith goes off on this improvised uh, monologue for Chasing Amy, and Ben Affleck's like, what the fuck was that, man? He's like, but he's like, you're allowed to improvise? He's like, I'm a writer. This is just another draft. Like, <laughs> I was like, it's fucking true, man. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. That's good. Um, but uh, something else that I, not that I've been watching, but something that I, I've been listening to, um, I went to a concert last night. Oh, right, right. I was telling Paul, I went to a concert. My uh, my uh, my girlfriend, Katai, uh, randomly texted me probably like a month ago out of the blue and said, hey, uh, I got us uh, Kenny Hoopla tickets. Oh, weird. She randomly texted me too, but it's not, we have tickets or yeah. something. It's usually pictures no nah, it's understandable yeah <laughs> um yeah she randomly texted me and said hey i bought she doesn't I, text me yeah. just in case she's like I, I bought us kenny hoopla tickets and i was like oh shit when because like i'm like if it's a day that i normally work i need to put in a request uh-huh. off um so luckily I, I tend to be off on sundays so i put in a request off just to be safe but i ended up having off and uh so i went to see kenny hoopla last night at the tla and it was really fucking it was a really good fucking show uh-huh. the band that opened was called groupthink not great. Okay. I could dig it. I, I dug the drummer. Um, but the, 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 everything else wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to listen to it again. Um, but Kenny Hoopla was really fucking good. Um, and I said to Paul on the way out, um, uh, I bought one of his records on vinyl. Yes. Um, I bought his newer album, uh, Survivor's Guilt on vinyl. 
Um, really nice too. I got to take a picture of it to show you. It's um, uh, maroon uh, vinyl. Oh, nice. Um, you don't see a whole lot of maroon. So yeah, that's cool. the, the the cover is has a, is is predominantly okay. maroon too. So, um, so they had that for sale, and they had another album for sale of his, and. I really regret. I said to Paul, like I'm having buyer's remorse for not buying both albums. Yeah. Um, and um, it was, you know, it was a little pricey. It was like I think it was like forty bucks. Yeah. For for yeah. for yeah. the record, but They're like on tour. So here's the good thing about it is like you help them get to the next city now. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Um, and I and I thought about that when you when when I when I was walking back to the car, I was like, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, we 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 saw them at the TLA. It's not a huge venue. Nope. There was maybe I want to say maybe four hundred people, okay. If that, yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, so I was like, man, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I I like this guy. I like his music. I like what he's doing. I should have bought both. Yeah, but you know, I mean, everybody um, still has budgets, regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Katie, and, Katie has to keep me in check whenever we go to a concert. Yeah. Um, but That's then why I don't go to concerts with Katie anymore. I I looked up uh, I looked up the other vinyl that they had for sale, uh-huh. and um, that one was also an interesting pressing. It was like a translucent gray, nice, um, almost like a smoke. Uh-huh. Um, it was really fucking cool looking. So I, I looked at it. I'm like, oh man, I like like I kind of fucking wish I, I like not only should I bought it just like because I would want that album uh-huh. but like I that's a cool I like yeah I'm a big fan of color vinyl right I'm a big fan of translucent mm-hmm. stuff translucent, translucent stuff I don't understand cool how translucent works either do I um but it's cool as shit I still don't fully understand how vinyl works <laughs> but the translucent stuff is I think is really fucking cool yeah that's cool um I remember I texted Paul uh because I learned about how in uh Soviet in the Soviet Union mm-hmm. uh American music was illegal. Yes. So they would make bootleg copies of American music on old X-ray films. Yep. So I saw a picture of a copy of a Led Zeppelin album, I think, with someone's chest X-ray yeah. on it. I'm like, yeah. that's fucking cool. It is. It is I'm cool. like, I, I'm like, I don't care how shitty the sound quality is. Mm-hmm. I'd fucking want one of them because that's those, fucking. Those are actually worth a lot of money. Yeah, too, I was like, know. that's fucking awesome. That I... someone like that. That someone figured out that they could do that and like. You could see some random dude's fucking pneumonia yeah. on your fucking Led Zeppelin album. I, I hope to come across one of those someday. I doubt I ever will, but like mm. that would be, that would be awesome. Like that's one of those ones. Like I probably don't sell. I probably frame it. I say that's you know one. I mean? That's one of those ones where like I don't even care what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like just exactly. Like, just having it is cool. Enough. It is, exactly. Um, exactly. So yeah. So we. So Paul, you know, watching watching whatever Regina wants. I'm watching Ahsoka. Going to Kenny Hoopla concerts. Um, so the final thing that Zach and I do with Summer Movie Club is a top five. Okay. Um, so usually we relate it somehow to the movie. Whoever, uh, Zach and I go back and forth hosting Summer Movie Club. So whoever hosts comes up with the intros for the person, for the, uh, for the, for the episode and also comes up with the top five category. Okay. So the top five category for this was top five fictional bands. Yes. So Paul, who are your top five fictional bands? Okay. So I'm going to do my honorable mention first. Okay. Okay. And then I'll go through my five, five to one. Uh, honorable mention. I will say, usually when Zach and I do this, we don't put them. We we just list five. We don't. We always. Ca- oh we always no, have these a caveat of uh, the, they're not in any specific order. These are in order. Yeah, these are absolutely one hundred percent in order. So my honorable mention is Steel Dragon from the movie Rockstar with the uh, with the uh, Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. and Jennifer Aniston, who actually looks amazing in that movie. I don't find like Jennifer she, Aniston attractive. She's attractive in that movie. I would I would check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, so that's my honorable mention for for fake band. Number five, and this is a little bit of a controversial one. 
Number five is The Monkees from The Monkees TV show. Reason I call it controversial is because The Monkees are a real legitimate the, band. I say, and we talked about this before, I have one who's controversial yeah. in the yes. same vein. So but continue. like, but their, their formation of The Monkees, mm-hmm. you know, David, Peter, Mickey, and um, Mike, the, the, the way they, they came together was to do this TV show. They were put together to do a TV yeah. show. They just happened to click as musicians and wrote songs and became, and you listen to some of the stuff. I mean, the monkeys are a fucking, they're, they're a solid band from, from, from the sixties. I always love the line from a uh, walk hard where it's like, yeah, hey, you guys are almost as good as the monkeys. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And I, and you know, so, so number five is the monkeys from the TV show, the monkeys. I'll accept it. Number four, the quad, Quadratics. I can't, I'm not sure. If Quadratics? Quadratics from the 1990 film Welcome to the Dollhouse. Did you ever see Welcome to the Dollhouse? Oh, shit, I have seen Welcome to the Dollhouse. <laughs> Where it's got like like the the brothers, the clarinet player, Should the you... fat kids on the drums, they got yeah. the, the keyboard player, and then they got like the hot guy like playing yeah. and guitar, like, Welcome to the Dollhouse. And he's on yeah. the clarinet. Woo! <laughs> and you're like, well, why'd you start this band? Well, for college college credits, man. Like, there's college applications. I got to look like I'm a well-rounded student. Yeah, that, I, fucking, you know? I fucking forgot about yeah, so they're Yeah, so they're number four. <laughs> number three is my slash. We talked about this. Yeah. It is both from the 2001 movie starring Rachel Lee Cook, Tara Reid, and Rosario Dawson, Josie and the Pussycats, slash du jour. Du jour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny thing, funny. Okay, so this, this is like a life thing, right? So... My oldest daughter, Kaylee, loved Josie and the Pussycats as a yeah. kid. She was Josie um, for, for Halloween. We had the soundtrack on CD. Mm. We had the DVD. We used to fucking watch it all the time. I don't think we saw it I feel the like theater. I've seen the Josie and the Pussycats soundtrack on vinyl. It is on vinyl, which yeah. I'm thinking of buying, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. There's something else on my list that is being released in October that I'm thinking of paying $60 for. And I'm like, fuck, don't want to pay $60 for this, and I think I do. Yeah. But at any rate, um, so so... They did a few years back. They were doing like a 20th anniversary thing of it, right? And so, honestly, like you know, I I saw it and um, I posted it on uh, my uh, my daughter's Facebook page. Like, mm. hey, they're doing this in LA because you know you know they live in live on the West Coast. Like, you know, whatever. My ex wife <laughs> goes like, oh my god, we should do this because you know she's living you know living in Washington with them. She's like, oh my god, we should go down and do this. You know what I mean? And then. It was, it was just kind of funny. It was like one of those things where like I, I realized my ex-wife and I had kind of turned the corner because, you know, even though our marriage ended badly, um, there was a time where we were good friends and stuff yeah. like that. And so uh, Cal like put some sort of like comment and whatnot. And then just going back and forth for about like 20 different comments is me and my ex-wife go, du jour means love. Du jour means friendship. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I think like 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 my daughter just wrote like you guys need to stop like right? <laughs> so yeah but no I do I do love that like DeJore like Seth Green and like the other it's like Seth Green Breckenmeyer uh <laughs> oh shit was a uh, Fajon I don't know I don't even know I can't remember the, the guy's name he's from Scrubs yeah 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 okay, um, yeah and then I forget who the last guy is I don't I don't know either but it was just it was just so funny just yeah. like you know but yeah yeah so so my number three is Josie and the Pussycats slash DuJour they're, they're both you know in the same vein. very nice number two cannot have a different number two than the wonders from that thing you do and that is the, the one Mondo Records um the, o, the o need oh wait the, Oh, I'm going. Well, it could be either way. You know, Neaters or the no, no, no. Continue with what you're saying. So, Mondo Records, 
um, who does a lot of soundtracks, one of them being Josie and the Pussycats, is doing a reissue of the soundtrack of that thing you do. And it's on like, like a, bucks on it's a splattered vinyl and it comes oh, with a booklet I might have to buy and it's just like, fine. And then, Oh, Oh, and it comes with the original, it comes with a, uh, a Playtone 45 of that thing you do as well. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm, I'm like, God damn it. Spending 60 so, bucks on that. Let me know when that comes out. Yeah. You, you, you should probably pre-order it. Oh, Honestly, I'll dude. send you the link because I'm thinking of doing the same thing. Um, God damn it. And then, um, number one, my number one has to be, especially for this podcast. Barry Jive and the Uptown Five, a.k.a. the Kathleen Turner, Turner Overdrive, Overdrive, a.k.a. Sonic Death Monkey from the movie mm-hmm. High Fidelity, starring Jack Black. So, uh, <laughs> I I almost, I thought about Sonic Death Monkey, uh-huh. but then I almost <laughs> also added the Kinky Wizards. <laughs> Okay. Just because I love the delivery of the guy. He's like, what's your band's name? He's like, the Kinky Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. Which, if um, if anybody is unaware, um, we've said this a few times, and just a reminder for Zach, who is not here, Jack Black does indeed star in yes. the movie High Fidelity, even though he forgot about it on the summer movie club uh, episode of high fidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't mention that Jack black was on there and we had to keep reminding him through that episode that I was there. And I'm yeah. going to remind him right now that Jack black is the singer of Barry jive and the uptown five doing yeah. a little Marvin Gaye. Yeah. And that is my number one fictional band um, from movies and TV. So, Very nice. so what do you got? Um, my honorable mention, which is the controversial one. Uh-huh. Which I left it as my honorable mention because of the controversy. Swell season. Who? The Swell Season. Who is the Swell Season? Remind me. It's Glenn Hansard and Glenn Hansard's band in Once. Oh, see, I never actually saw. Oh, oh yeah. we're at an hour and a half. Um, I never actually saw oh, Once. Okay. Believe it or not, I've, I've so, listened to the music. I've never actually seen the movie. So. so, my understanding of it was that they wrote this music for the movie, but then they just started touring as this band. So here's the well, point. at least him and the girl did. Yeah. So here's the funny thing about this. Okay. So and Glenn Hanser talked about this after winning the Academy Award for because what he won the Academy Award for uh, was best original song for a movie. So the cool, the, like the cool, but like the rules around that are that you actually have to write a song for the movie. And I remember when we were working on the. Um, Elliot, Elliot Smith, Heaven Adores You. They were talking about how he, um, how Elliot Smith was actually sitting down with uh, Gus Van Zant, uh, the director of um, Goodwill Hunting, which the, the Miss Misery was written for and was was also nominated for Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that song was written for the movie. Like 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 Elliot Smith had the the idea of the song and and you know but like you know yeah. never put it together and then he then they you know he sat with Gus, Gus Van Zant and said here's the you know and so that that got nominated for best original song for a movie. Um, Falling slowly was was nominated for best original song for a movie and 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 won the Academy Award for it. However, Glenn Hansard <laughs> actually admit it about a year or two after they won the award that he had written that song years before that oh really yeah. <laughs> alright so then if that's the case then I will exclude them from my list because I wasn't aware of that um, so my list in no particular order um, one that you might not know uh, The Blowholes which do you remember the show The Adventures of Pete and Pete I remember the show. I never actually really watched it, but there's yeah. an episode of the it, there's some of, good stuff. In yeah, there, yeah, there's an adventures of Pete and Pete episode where little Pete 
is walking to school and he hears a band playing in a garage. Mm-hmm. And the band that is playing is Polaris, who does their the the, the TV show's okay. theme song. And he likes the song that they're playing so much that he starts a band to try to recreate that song. Okay. Um, and the name of the band is the Blowholes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. It's and I I think it's fitting with this, um, with this episode because I was not expecting the commitments to be what it was, mm-hmm. and I was ex- like I said, I was expecting folk music. Or okay. I was expecting like something like that, and what I got was the Blues Brothers band. Oh, so okay. I'm gonna yeah. put the Blues okay. Brothers That's band. Good. On my That's list. a good one. Uh, this one is gonna take a second because it's very difficult to pronounce. Uh, Figrin, Fig, Figrin de An, and the Modal Nodes. What What is that from? That is the Cantina Band from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that is the. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's good. That's, so I'm, that's I'm, excellent. I'm, I'm yes. throwing that in there. You would think as a Star Wars fan, I would uh, number one, I would know that, and number yeah. two, I would have put the Cantina. But I, they're, they're the Cantina Band for me. Yeah. You know. You know. Yeah. Um, they've always been the Cantina band for me. Yeah. I specifically listed okay. that name just right. to fuck with you. Nice, nice. Um, uh, probably the and I like we always I always say on Summer Movie Club, uh, our our lists are, aren't usually in any specific order, but these probably are like my number one, number two, okay. number two, Sex Bob. Okay, yeah, Sex Bob. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's sex good. Uh, Sex Bob is uh, the actually I was I was watching a video today where it was uh, top, it was like top. Um, uh, songs by fictional bands in movies, and the song that they listed by Sex Bomb was um two the, copies, two copies the, available in stock at Oddsville Record. Okay, Rock. so on side one, track one, they listed as "We Are Sex Bomb." Yeah. Um, in the movie, he refers to random it as, colored vinyl. Yeah. Buy them. If I, I remember correctly, in the movie, he refers to the song as like, "All right, let's start with Launchpad McQuack." He's like, that's not the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the song that they had listed for okay. that because, and they said they would have listed Black Sheep uh, by uh, Clash at Demon Head, but technically Black Sheep is a metric song. Okay. But if I'm not mistaken. There's also a rap group called Black Sheep. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Metric wrote Black Sheep for the movie, but then added it to one of their albums. It's possible. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then number one. The O'Neaters. <laughs> you have to. The O'Neaters. Yeah. The O'Neaters. You know, I, I honestly, I almost did not put the Wonders on there. Mm. I actually came close to to switching it with Captain Geach and Shrimp Shack Shooters. That would have been a good who, one too. That, that would have been like that, that would have been, been so like. That, yeah, I know. Maybe I'll change my number two to Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. If if you've never seen uh, the, the the movie, that thing you do. Oh, that's fucking so. Good. As the band, the wonders are being big. They're like, we're going to have you in a major motion picture. And basically they end up in the equivalent of a um, Frankie and a net movie. Yeah. Um, and they are the band playing on the beach and they are called Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shacks. I love the, I love the line in the movie is like when they're at the, like the weird, like low budget, oh, the, 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 the low budget the, radio yeah. station is like, who's your influences? And Lenny just leans in and he goes, uh, Captain, Captain Geach, Geach and, and the Shrimp Jack Shooters. <laughs> And Tom Hanks gives him look like, like you fucking like, asshole. Fuck, dude. <laughs> we're not yeah. we're not the wonders. We're Captain Geese and the Shrimp Shack shooters, shooters playing a weekend at Party Pier. Exactly, exactly. He's like he's like, Do we have a top ten song? Such yes, a, it's, yes, you do. Nah. I think I told you I think I talked about it on the podcast before. Uh I almost uh I I, I keep meaning to buy a t shirt that is the Ramones logo. Uh huh. But it's the wonders. 
Do they have that? Yeah. Oh, do uh, they yeah. really? It's the Ramones logo, and it's the Wonders. So Ooh. it just, but it's, but it's listed as the O'Neaters. Oh. And it literally just says like it has all their names around it, like the Ramones logo, and it just says TB, TB player. player. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you, I tell you what, I will buy the T-shirts, you buy the records. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's get right that, on that. That'll 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 that'll, that'll, that'll be even. even <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so so yeah, yeah, that that's that's nice. That's nice. So we do hope that you have enjoyed um, this uh, this crossover uh, episode here. I say we have more business to get. To, we do right? have more business to get. To. I'm just saying in general because, like, yeah. ultimately the business now is pretty much you know uh, country hipster podcast business. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do I do I do wish that that uh, Zach was able to be here for this. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, obviously, um, hold on. Obviously, it was uh, a yeah. His schedule's a little crazy, and you know we uh, it's a little tough for him to get here tonight because we you know we do things like you have a bad schedule, he has a bad schedule. So I do wish yeah. Zach could have been here for this, but he wasn't able to be here. And like uh, you know, we have the the kids yelling in the background. Yeah. So uh, yes, so um, yeah, so um, summer movie club listeners, we hope that you have enjoyed this insight to uh, the Country Hipster Podcast. The Country Hipster Podcast, please enjoy the insight to the summer movie club and uh, go check it out but um yes we do have some country hipster podcast business to go no we're not there yet we got business before that grab that motherfucking record right there. oh that's right we do the we do before we do the box of mic <laughs> yes i'm losing it and it's okay it's a it's a crossover it's if a little that's the case, I'm gonna drink another beer. do it yes i was, <laughs> I was wondering like why am i pouring a beer and you're not <laughs> and yes we have hit our hour and a half uh timer but what's good is we're we are close to technically uh, it's only 45 minutes of two different podcasts exactly so so, so you're good yes you can't you can't complain about that uh, especially the last time i was on summer movie club how many how long did that end that up? was like our longest episode yeah, yeah yeah so um it was like you know similar to the fall from grace with god episode that we had um so yes yeah, so what i have here is my copy of the commitment soundtrack which is a 2016 music on vinyl at the movie at the movies pressing um 180 gram black vinyl so i, I will say real quick the the high fidelity episode is the second most listened to episode of very awesome Movie Club. very cool very cool so what is music on vinyl music on vinyl is a label based out of the netherlands um, they generally do a lot of high quality reissues, um, similar they're So, so they're kind of like the European version of mobile fidelity, but the high fidelity episode was four and a half hours, four and a half hours. Okay. Four and a half hours. Um, uh, if you want to, if you want to spend half a work day, um, listening yeah. to, uh, Zach <laughs> forgetting that Jack Black is in high fidelity. No, if you want to listen, if you want to spend half a work day of basically, cause Paul and I were in the same room when we recorded and Zach was remote. Yes. So it's basically me and Paul, uh, just talking over Zach for four and a half hours. Yes, pretty much. And every time Zach, it's like, wait, are you still here? What? Yeah. And I, every now and then I think it was like, are your kids dying in the background? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, yes, so Netherlands. Yeah. So, so music on vinyl <laughs> is a label out of the Netherlands, probably like the European version of mobile fidelity. The mobile fidelity pressings are a little bit nicer. These are still some high quality pressings. What they usually do I is I was commenting on just the just the the, the, oh, yeah. the plastic sleeve. Yeah, they come in a nice sleeve. Nice. The the artwork's good. It's got their little like logos. They do a whole series of movie soundtracks and they literally call them like it's their at the movies series. So that's what the hype sticker on here says. Um 
you know, and this is the black version. Uh, there are a couple different 2016 versions. Um, one of them's like a, a silver, one of them's a splatter one. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll release the colored vinyl version of the record first. Um, and then eventually they'll, they'll release the, the black vinyl, um, still limited limited edition um this one and at the movie stuff is not generally numbered uh, but some of their stuff is numbered they'll do like a limited pressing and you can actually see what the numbers this is this is a uh, a black vinyl version um so it's not quite as cool as like the colored vinyl um if i had had a colored vinyl version <clears throat> um but i am very happy with my copy um this is a um very good plus msrp of $23.92. We round up to $24. Which that's like half the gap. That brings my running total to $537. And Adam's running total is $567. So you are you are $30 to the good. You are $30 ahead of me. And honestly, the way this is going, the way this is going, and it and and what's cool. The tides may turn. The tides may turn. I could other shoe drops or something Or or you could expand your uh your lead even more. That one record that you can't remember what it is that's really expensive. Yeah, I know, right? Fuck. I really hope it's the it's the um the fucking steel train record. Um, and I hope there's not. I, think I can't there, imagine I have two records. No, uh, I think I, I think there is one. I think there's another, but maybe I'm wrong. You know what I mean? So I I, I might have been drunk when I was looking them up. So um, here's what I will say. Here I'll let you. I'll let you because I don't know who pulled the last one. Um, so you can I pull pulled. this one. Did you? Oh, almost fuck I'm you! I'm almost hundred percent certain right, I pulled this one. Hold on, hold on. We want um. That's so so um what i will say is this so this is episode 28 but this is um the 25th the commitments is the 25th record that we're we're covering this season so we are on officially this is going to officially start the second half of our first season yep. of the country hipster podcast so I'm, I'm excited about that i really am and i'm going to mix them up some more all right i felt one that i wanted but Okay, here we go. What number you got? It's number three. This is number three. I think this is pink. I think I just saw what it is. What the thing over it? You both, I, you I barely. I, I know, I know, corner. but I think I saw How? it through. I think I saw through it. Oh, I'm very excited about this. I was like, you fucking lifted the edge. How did you fucking read what's on it? I think, I think. Oh yeah, no. I, okay, if I'm right, we'll see. We'll see. Are you right? Oh, I'm right. Yeah. I'm right. This is a me. Yeah. This is me. This is my boy Elvis Costello with the album Spike. Nice. Yes. Here it is right here. Boom. Elvis Costello's Spike. This is the album we are going to talk about on uh, episode 29 and the first half of our um, of our season one. Um, so if you are not familiar with this album, this Which is... I'm not. I believe Elvis Costello's first solo album without the attractions. Oh wow! It and, even breaks down like what people were playing. Yep, and um, this actually features the hit song, which was actually the song that introduced me. Uh huh. Which introduced <laughs> me. We'll get into that in the podcast because it's very interesting. That's why I didn't say it out loud. I just pointed that out to you. It's very interesting how much I love this album because of that mm-hmm. um but this 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 album contains the song that introduced me ultimately to elvis costello and that is veronica um which was like a very very big hit song there um which you would know if if you heard it so episode 29 elvis costello spike um very excited about that um it's a terrifying I'm, album cover 
It is. It is. I don't like it. It is. Um, <laughs> and I'm also very excited to have a two in a row. Um, and um, is there uh, is there guest potential for this? Potential, yes, yes, yes. Two potential guests on this one. We'll see who is available. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and we will go from there. But uh, yeah, nice, nice. Now I got something to listen to for the next few days. And oh, it's I just album I love. We have a sign off for for Summer Movie Club too. Do you? Yeah. So uh, if you're if you're ready to do the sign off, I'll do mine. And, and then, then oh yeah, well we gotta do we gotta yeah. do mine last because then it gets all loud and yeah. shit. But uh, yeah, no man, I I love yeah. the commitments. Go check out the movie. Like we said, um, you know, as much as you know, hey, as a musician, I hate when people pirate music, but it's the same token. You know, you can watch it on YouTube with French subtitles. Yeah. You'd actually see the whole movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I, I love the movie. I love the soundtrack. It's, it's a great thing. And, you know, yeah. I'm looking forward to Spike next yeah. week. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of both. And I'm, I'm very, it's, this is very much in the vein of Joshua Tree for me, where I'm excited because I know fuck all about Elvis mm-hmm. Costello. Um, and, but I'm eager to listen to him. I'm, I'm curious to find out if this is, I don't think it is. But I'm curious to find out if you feel this is one of those dated albums, okay. you know, because we've had a few of those like, you know, like like um, in excess kick yeah. part of in excess kick is very dated. Um, uh, uh, Hooters was pretty dated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I don't feel this album is. So I am I am kind of interested to, to, to get your your opinion since you don't you said you don't know much about it at yeah. all. So yeah, I am I am interested in that. So but yeah, go ahead. Do your do your summer movie club uh, song. I will say, as we always say on Summer Movie Club, uh, be safe, be healthy, but kind to one another and I love you, mean it. Wow, that's weird. That's yeah. like that's that is like way better than Mama! Mama!